This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Zingtober Continuing. Yes, today's episode is going to be a little creepy, a little pasta-y, a little video games? Yes, it's going to be creepy pastas. I guess a few urban legends thrown in there in video games. But of course, you got your host here, Zinger, and I am, as always, joined by... It's me, Chef Eric, and I'm a cook and some creepy pasta. Woohoo! That is the creep. You know what? Out of everything we're discussing, they, that might have been the creepiest thing. It was. I uh, I was like me doing. I was like, I'll do an Italian chef, but I'll do Mario, but then I'll do creepy pasta, and then it all just kind of was a big jumble of scariness. Ooh. Ooh. So my question to you, well, actually, to to the listener, I kind of explain this. Not a question. It's more more of a statement thing. Um. We're not going to, like, read the qu- the creepypastas verbatim because you can find them on the internet. It's kind of more of a discussion of the overall theme, maybe a little bits and pieces of the story here and there. But we're also going to rate this on how believable they are, too, to an extent. And we have each chosen three, and then we have a group one at the end. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Put your pasta bibs on. It's time to eat. Ghostberg. So do you think creepy pasta like if creepy pasta was a food do you think it'd be like that black squid ink pasta? Maybe I feel like it's a pasta that's constant that's always served cold. So okay, so I saw earlier I saw this recipe where you cook pasta in red wine. Yes. And it looks kind of red and and uh, pinkish red and kind of weird and unsettling. So I imagine it's a mix of that and the squid ink pasta like just kind of red and black tendrils kind of kind of cold, you're right. Yes. Constantly cold. A little bit slimy, and you can't tell if it's because it's coated in olive oil or it's kind of gone a little past when you should eat it, and it's always undulating. That's creepy pasta, my friend. That is the creepiest of pastas. And you can get it at Olive Garden. <laughs> when you're here, you're... You are. When you're here, you're dead. Yes. So, <laughs> um, I'm surprised it's taken us this long to do, like... I mean, we've done a creep pasta before, but for, like... Zingtober, I'm surprised like a video game discussion on it is not come up sooner, but it's as as always with Zingtober, everything's always creepy and spooky. So I'm gonna start first if that's okay. Please, by all by all means. So allow me to set the scene for this creepypasta. Eric, have you ever played Minecraft? I have played Minecraft. Yeah, and, and you know playing Minecraft hours, days, oh, yeah. weeks can get away from you. You know next thing you know you're in the center of the planet and you're like mining you're like oh gosh is there gonna be lava and then next thing you're like how deep am i so as you're sitting there of course you know playing minecraft building something or exploring you've got different mobs and stuff you got the you got the endermen you got the you got the um, messages (laughs) you got the text messages you got the um you got the exploding creepers there we go you got the random pigs and then you might have something even stranger. Let's just let's just set the scene. You're playing. It's about three hours in. You don't realize it's three hours in. And then at the corner of the screen, you think you see you. Oh my gosh. But it's not your character. It's a character 
that just has white eyes. And it's only there for a split second. And it's gone. Well, this is the creepypasta of Herobrine. Ooh. Have you heard of this before? I have heard of it, and I've seen... There's a really grainy, which is saying something for, for Minecraft. There's a grainy screenshot that always goes around when they talk about this one. And it's like he's outside on a hill, and you can mm -hmm. see the, the little double over off to the left. But that's about my familiarity with it. I just know it's Minecraft-related. So please, by all means, enlighten me and our dear listeners. Well, I'm going to say this right now. Notch, tons of different people who work on the game and stuff have denied its, its existence. But there's a, every now and then, like with updates and stuff, there's little, like, stuff in the in the patch notes that say, like, Hero Brian removed, Hero Brian added. But according to them, it doesn't exist. But yet, people allegedly keep seeing it. And there is some of the rumors that it's actually. Um, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go with the weirdest one first. Is that it's his? It's Notch's dead brother. Yeah, That's is crazy. somehow like in the game. He's in the code, man. He's in the code. So, so, so that's like one of the one of the like I guess origin stories for it. But, but as I, as I said, it's just this creepy thing. Which I don't know about you, but when I used to play Minecraft more regularly. It is a game that's, I feel like, inertly very creepy to an extent, just because of that very comforting mu It's It's got this, that, that, that music is it's a very... Ambient, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very weird music. You got the creepers, you got, like, stuff you'll hear out of nowhere and everything. And if you're playing with headphones on or surround sound system, and it just, uh, all of a sudden you hear something... Sure. Scary, so to even put in there this other mythos of this other thing that's supposedly there and it's like a it's of course a portent of doom to see it and this that and the other i'm assuming your game save will get corrupt or something but or perhaps your soul oh but I, <laughs> I here's the problem with with i feel this it's too easy to with especially with computer to add something in to where you can make that happen or something. Especially a game like Minecraft, which has tons of mods and yeah. and uh, and stuff like that anyway. But it is something that I feel like the origin of it of creating this this thing that you might run into or might see or hours into the because I mean that's the thing. Minecraft is a game that you lose hours to. Sure. Easily. Any anyone playing it will lose hours of their life to no problem. And that's the thing about it is on like hour four or five, you're sitting there and you think you see something. It's like, what was that? Sure. Could be a glitch, could be that. But that's the thing that made this, I feel, kind of more like something to where like when I originally heard about this, I was like, that's weird. And it was something I could kind of believe was in the game. So... I mean, of course, according to all the information we have, this isn't true. But on a believability scale, where would you rate this on a scale of... You want to do 1 to 10 or 1 to 5? Let's do 1 to 10. 1 to 10. 10. 1 to 10. 10 being 110% real. 1 being fake as all get out. So, I think I'd put this one at a 5 just because I think it's plausible... Like I was saying, being being a game that's known for its mods, mm -hmm. um, plus being in an age where the game is still getting updates and it's developed in an age that's like it's not like creepy pastas came about after Minecraft. Like they were before that, 
And the developers seem like they're savvy enough that they could totally put in these little in-jokes mm-hmm. like that. So I could totally see this being something that they threw in as a little joke or whatever. Uh, that being said, uh, is it something or is this just something? I mean, it's just as easily could have been a Photoshop thing or, uh, you know, someone messing around with some mods. So, um so I put it like at about a five, like, you know, it's not completely like, well, this is dumb. Like there's, you e- could easily add something into the code. The developers themselves yeah. easily could, and they could easily take it out, whatever they want to. So, um, so that's where I put it. I'd say, I, I'd say about a five or a six. Mm. And that's, that, that's only because it's something to where the, the world of Minecraft is so vast. It's something to where like. I know each one is randomly generated mm. most of the time, but it's just something to where it's a randomly generated land that is gigantic. So it's hard to believe there isn't some that, that they couldn't throw something in there that you might come across in a one in a million chance. Sure. And I mean, with everyone playing the amount they do, that one million chance kind of creeps up a little bit more often than you think. Yeah. So that's why. Oh yeah. I mean, they've said it's not it's not there, but. And, and and the the images that that you do talk about, I do have one of those right in front of me, and it is, I mean, it's 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 easy to Photoshop something like that. Yeah. But at the same time, on the believability scale of the information, I'm going to give this like a zero. But sure. on on something where <laughs> could this be possible, I think I'm going to put it at that that five or six level there. So, so that's that that's our first serving of pasta. I like pasta. Go ahead with yours, sir. So the first one I'm going to start with is, I, uh, it's a little, it's, 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 it's weird because it seems like I see this one make the rounds in creepy pastas. Like I see a lot of people bring it up, but it's it's for a game that's not quite as well known as some others, and it's ah. the Godzilla NES creepy pasta, and that's what it's called. It's called the Godzilla creepy. Godzilla NES uh, creepypasta. So I like you staying on brand. Yeah, there we go. I was gonna say it's, it's uh, no no crazy names or anything like that. But uh, so anyway, uh, for those not familiar, there was a Godzilla game released in 1988 called uh, Godzilla Monster of Monsters for the NES, and this game was sort of a combination side scroller, kind of one on one fighter where you were Godzilla or Mothra. And you would go through side-scrolling stages. You'd fight UFOs, military ships, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then you would fight. Uh, you would have these one-on-one battles with other monsters. And you would start on Earth. You progress your way up through Pluto. Rest in peace. Uh, and then you finally uh, uh, the good old days when Pluto was a was planet actually here. a planet. You know what? Pluto planet rights forever. Um, and then the final level is Planet X, which is famous in the Godzilla series. And you take on every level. You have to take on all the monsters, but they always add another one. So anyway. This creepypasta uh, is about uh, someone who finds a copy, or someone is given a copy of this game, and they start playing it, and they start noticing kind of glitching, and they start noticing weird things happening, like text is getting distorted, Um, there are enemies they're fighting that are all of a sudden double in size, which for, it's Godzilla facing a giant monster twice his size. Uh, Then he starts finding these weird levels, and... The and having played the game, uh, it was one of the first video games I ever owned. Actually, uh, it was so, a, so you played the I played, game. I owned the actual Godzilla NES, but game. not the modded or the right, yes, not this it. version. So, okay. 
So uh, as as it goes on, uh, Godzilla is all of a sudden in a level with his face asking questions, and it'll sometimes be like, "What is?" Or it's like it'll be like, "Yes, no questions," and then they'll start mixing them. Like it'll be like, "Is the do you like the current president? Yes <laughs> or no? Do you have a good dog? Yes or no? Does your dog like the president? Like it'll be weird things that like is that." Weird. Um, but then you'll start going in and noticing these enemies that are a little more disturbing. Um, like you'll see these bats that have horse skulls for heads. Um, and then you'll start seeing modified versions of the monsters you fight that are even more disturbing looking. Uh, they're distorted. They might have the horse skulls. Then they start adding in these, um other monsters who are from future Godzilla movies that weren't even made in 1988. And then it starts culminating with the addition of a monster known as red, who is sort of the devil incarnate and can kill Godzilla or Mothra in one hit. Ooh. And then it kind of keeps going on and on and on. And so the way this is written is it's sort of this person playing through the game. And, uh, I think, I think it's Zach is the person's name or am I getting that mixed up with my other creepy class? I can't remember. Anyway, the person who's playing this, they are talking. So the story keeps going on. I, I, I was telling you earlier before we started recording, this whole creepypasta is re- someone reads it. And if you find the video on YouTube, it's like almost three hours long. It gets really, really long. Um, so there's a lot of intricacies to it. But then it starts going to where this is sort of hinted at that this really is sort of the manifestation of Satan in this Godzilla game. And. Godzilla dies, and Mothra dies, but then you, there are these ca- these kaiju who come in who represent like an ascended demon and an angel, and then they're trying to fight it, and then it turns out the person who's narrating their playthrough of this uh, is the day is sort of saved by this angel named Melissa, who is implied to be the soul of his dead girlfriend <laughs> who's stuck in the game. It, it is in the game. It is the weirdest thing. Now, what makes this so not just like okay, well, this is stupid is. The guy who wrote this, and I'm blanking on his name for the moment, um, he, he wrote this. He's also a pixel artist, and he actually made screenshots to accompany this. Um, he designed a lot of these characters. Um, some of them initially look like in the Godzilla graphical style, but then they start getting a little more kind of above NES, but maybe not quite Super NES style graphics. And they even talk about that in the creepypasta. It's like, oh, this comes about, and... The NES doesn't even have this graph, this this power, and it's 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 crazy looking. And then there's one where like Godzilla is going through hell, and it just is like kind of like looks like he's in some sort of meaty, bloody, gutty kind yeah, of you, thing. Yeah, you sent me an image when when I when I pitched this idea to you of doing this um series. I mean, yeah. doing this episode, and you you sent me that like yeah, instantly. red, red, yeah, and he's like this big kind of spider, scorpion, demon thing. And for pixel art, it's pretty creepy. So. Uh, eventually, uh, the, the main hero or the, or the narrator, I call him the hero, the, the narrator of the story ends up beating the game, but then by the end, it's like not even, it could have been any game and you would not have looked at hit one of his fake screenshots of this kind of angel kaiju fighting a bigger demon one. You wouldn't look at that and go, oh yeah, that was that Godzilla game. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a weird one and it sounded like I was kind of rambling, but this thing goes all, it really is sort of going all over the place. Like I was, I was trying, I started reading it and I realized how long it was and I was like, oh my gosh, like I knew about it for years, but I'd never actually sat down and even like looking at like summary videos, it's like even the summary videos are like 45 minutes long. Um, it has its own page on TV tropes. Uh, com and they really go in and kind of explain some of the things uh, further in there and it's kind of interesting seeing all the 
the different tropes with that. But it's it's definitely an interesting one, just because, and I like it because the Godzilla game isn't necessarily one of like the best known NES games, and the fact that there's this whole creepy pasta about it is why I've always kind of kind of liked that one. Awesome. See, knew that knew that you'd somehow work Godzilla into this and everything. <laughs> so my next one is more of an urban myth. Are we slash, doing the uh, Are we doing the believability scale? We we will. Oh oh, believability scale for yours. I mean, <laughs> can we just say zero? <laughs> it's, it's zero. It's absolutely zero. Uh, it's a cool story. It it's, is. A, it's got a really cool narrative. Like I do like the narrative of the story, but even looking at, um, do you like it because of it's like it's Godzilla? I like okay. it because it's Godzilla. I really do, and I like I like seeing so like the Godzilla monsters he brings in that aren't that weren't part of this game, like Violante, Space Godzilla, Orga, who didn't even come out for another twelve years. He does a good job making them look like the style of the Godzilla game, but then when he starts getting to the original ones, like while they're pixel already, like they all have black outlines, which mm-hmm. the characters in the game don't have. They kind of have like whatever color their main color scheme is, outlines. And then it starts getting to like, it's like, yes, the, there's no, even if you have a haunted NES cartridge, it's not going to make images that look like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's a cool story, and I think he designed some really awesome monsters. And there was actually a canceled tabletop kaiju rpg and his uh red and solomon who's sort of the ascended demon they were going to be part of it really uh, so they were going to bring in they were going to actually bring in his characters and so the, it, it was like called colossal kaiju combat i think <laughs> and it was going to be like these all these original monsters that all these different artists made but they were going to work with companies to bring in licensed ones like godzilla and the stay puff marshmallow man i specifically remember those two so he was supposed to be part of these and then ended up getting canceled or whatever so um a lot of work went into it he started writing a sequel as well which i think he was going to kind of try to incorporate some other ideas that and then uh that he didn't get to include that last update apparently was sometime in 2013 so here we are at this time of recording over six years i think since the last post it probably nothing's going to come of it but so a solid so solid zero. zero very entertaining but definitely not plausible all right so my next one is more of an urban legend Go in the gaming on. industry something that also is kind of confirmed but kind of isn't so the believability scale for this one might be a little weird so once again 10 thank you <laughs> uh, once again going into games that people probably poured way more time into than was ever necessary I'm going to go with Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Ooh. Now, Rockstar Games is not a, not a um, how do I put this? They're no stranger to the paranormal and stuff like that. Right. Uh, ghosts have appeared in some of the games in different thing, in different aspects of it. You can find them. Um, UFOs. I was going to say UFOs have definitely are, been are part really of big. Uh, GTA. Um, GT, I know, no, I'm... San Andreas, I know, had like an Area 51 area to it and everything, so there was that. Of course, um, you could, you could uh, Naruto run away out of, out of that situation. You, you could, or you could just stand so, at the gate and yeah, nothing happens. It's true. One or the other. Yeah. So, there, there, there was that. There was, um, of course, I know in the fifth installment, there's a lot of stuff 
like after you complete the game, if you can get 100%, you will see, like there's a crash UFO in the water you can find. I remember yeah. I found that, but there's apparently, if you get 100% completion, a UFO will appear at a certain time Ooh. in the sky. But this is referring to specifically to start this conversation out with San Andreas. San Andreas is, of course, based off of California yep. to an extent. California is famous for what particular cryptid? Um, Jerry Springer. But also a much more, maybe less hairier one, actually, since we're referring to Springer here. <laughs> um, Bigfoot. A lot of people claim that they saw Bigfoot in the game. Now, Rockstar said several times, that's not true. There's no Bigfoot in this game. And this is San Andreas we're talking about here. They completely were like, no, there's, there's, there's nothing in there. But people claim that they saw it. Now, of course, with the PC version, I feel like this is going to come up several times. With the PC version, there's ways to mod it to, of course, introduce that mod into the game. But in the initial coding and stuff, people said they did not. There's no coding. There's no nothing. Well, Rockstar addressed this in their next, in one of their later games, Red Dead Redemption. But not the main game. Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. There is missions where you actually hunt Bigfoots. Oh, wow. And there's an achievement for beating those missions called Six Years in the Making. <laughs> Ironically, you, you said six years earlier, yeah. but uh, the reason it was six years in the making is because the game was really six years after San Andreas, right. and it had the whole, you know, internet culture of, you know, people claiming they saw it. Sure. To give it that. Uh, ironically, though, in the French version, the achievement is called No Need to Seek It Anymore, CJ. <laughs> of course, referring to CJ, the main character of San Andreas. You mean it wasn't going, oh, my children need wine to hunt Bigfoot. <laughs> but, so so there was that. Um, also, I, I have not encountered this, but I've been told by um, Ellie that she has encountered it in the new Red Dead Redemption there is also apparently a Bigfoot in there as well. Nice. It's in a cave. You never, I don't think you can see it, or maybe later in the game you can, but you it talks to you hmm. and everything. So that's, so that's that. But it also makes an appearance, of course, in Grand Theft Auto V. And there's actually missions around, you know, hunting the Bigfoot, and it actually turns out to be somebody in a suit. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's kind of the joke there. Um, also, the um, city of Los Santos, their little symbol has a Bigfoot in it nice. as part of the symbol. So, so there's so there's that. Um, Rockstar's in on. I like I like when companies are kind of in on their own. Oh, they, inside jokes like that. So they are. Um, I know there's there's a. I need to play Red Dead Redemption too. Um, I know there's a mission that involves somebody making a robot, like <laughs> legitimately makes a robot that kills them, and it's like a steampunk robot too. That's cool. So. There, there's stuff like that, but that's the thing. They they were in on this joke, and everything, and they kind of hinted at and added stuff to it. So that's something to where, like I said, it's more of an urban legend of there's a Bigfoot in the game. Right. Once again, this is a game that was a very large area. It was the largest area that people had had to explore up to that point with San Andreas. So the fact that it got this cult following and the PC version of this, I think, came out later. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of this was prior to the PC version. So, on a believability scale, I'm going to put this at kind of one or two. 
Sure. I think that in the the initial instance of Bigfoot, quote unquote, uh, I think people could very well have seen something, but it's at the same time, being being on an older you know older generations of consoles when resolution's not as good and stuff like that, I think it's one of those. It's sort of like with older cameras, uh, you know. You, oh, look at this UFO! I caught a picture of her. Look at this picture, of Bigfoot. It's like oh, it's kind of a blurry little splotchy thing. And, a, a blurry photo. Yeah. <laughs> of course then again people take plenty of blurry photos with their cell phones now so so i mean like you said i'm with I, you on that so i think i think maybe they threw something in but i think more more than likely it's just a uh, bad bad people's collectively bad eyesight that they kind of just picked up on and, and ran with it in future and games also it's not that uncommon for people in the game because i've seen videos of it to where cars are randomly spawn out in the middle of the woods sure Sure. Like, it could have been a person. Ran- like, that's the thing. I mean, just one glitch in a coding or one thing to where you're moving. Like, at, like just random things could possibly spawn. Sure. The game's coded, but, of course, there could be a glitch or something in there that just happens in the one of a million chance if you're in a certain spot. And there stuff. you go. Um, I will give this a 10 on the follow-through that Rockstar has done to Absolutely. sort of embrace. Like, totally, totally fun that they... they- have ridden along with that not just in grand theft auto but like in other games like yeah they kind like, of across their whole catalog like it's something to where it's it's you, you kind of look for it in a rockstar game sure right? you look for where's the ufo where's the paranormal stuff they're going to throw in here and everything so that's it's it's made the games a lot more fun in the sense of if you're into that stuff they like to do the nudge nudge wink wink to, to that stuff so yep. I, I like that it's there like i said originally did it come from san andreas mm, no but all the pieces are there it's just i don't think they got put together then. yep so like i said one sadly but 10 on follow through there you so go. you're up again so. all right so the next one and uh for those listening we both almost talked about this one but uh my um i'm just gonna ironically I'm going to use this term, and it's a football term, and I'm trying not to do it on purpose. I was going to do the Madden curse, but I decided to audible out of it because, um, <laughs> Eric, what's your knowledge on football? Uh, I know that three points is a home run as long as you rebound from middle court. And that's why I felt like this discussion would have been very one-sided. So <laughs> with that, um, I chose... I actually chose the Bigfoot from San, from the San Andreas stuff, and um, the other option I was going to go with was Ben Drowned. This uh, is oh, I'm, I'm so glad one of us did pick it yeah. in the end. So this isn't this okay. And one reason I kind of wanted to do this was I feel about this one the way I do about the Godzilla one. So to set the tone, uh, there is this is a story, and someone was blogged about this. Uh, online where they go to a yard sale and they are given by this creepy old man a copy of The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, uh, which is in and of itself a very creepy game. It uses the Ocarina Mm -hmm. of Time engine, but it is a very dark game. Like, no anything aside, like, it's it's a, a, not counting creepypastas, it's a very creepy game. Uh, So he puts in this... uh, this this uh, cartridge into his N64, and he starts playing it. And when he fires it up, he sees a file named Ben, and he starts his own. And at first, he starts noticing some glitches, and uh, he names his character Link. And he notices that they're starting to sometimes refer to him as Link, but then sometimes they don't refer to him as Link. They refer to him as Ben from this other file, so he deletes it. And then they just don't refer to him by any name. And then uh, he starts playing it, and weird things are happening. There's glitchy text. Uh, he notices that, um, 
he's all of a sudden doing things you can't normally do in the game. He's glitching out. Um, then he has this creepy statue that you can summon in the game, and it's like a replacement for Link, but it's following him around. Uh, and it's sort of implied to be the soul of this this person named Ben who uh, drowned. <laughs> and uh, and then he's like stuck, but then it like breaks out. It's not just like oh, this is the game. Like he goes to turn the game off, and uh, this text comes up, and it's like, but he hesitated, and it's like. There is a line of text in the game at another instance that says this, but it's not supposed to pop up like when he was going to cut it off. And it's like, wait, is this game communicating with me? And so he's then things are like glitching. Link is acting weird. He's bursting into flames when he's playing different songs on the ocarina. Um, I've seen a video. Of it. Right. <laughs> it's hilarious. And here's the thing. So here's the thing. Like, <laughs> not, 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 not to break the creepy mood, but yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> and then the whole thing is like, then it starts like just totally screwing with this guy. And he withdraws from, he's in college and he kind of like, it's not taking classes and his roommates like, talking about he's acting really weird and i think he like dropped out of college and then the roommate um has has these videos that the guy who originally got the game made and he's like don't put them online until this time and then the guy's talking to like one of those back in the days of clever, AIM, bot. clever bot i knew it was one of those i actually got the story pulled up here awesome. i was like i was like i i because there's another line he says but i'll see if you get to it okay so um and then he's like, so then like the clever bot is is um, talking to this guy, and he's like going mad, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's just funny because it's another one that's like, I'm not doing it the justice it deserves, but like it's it's entertaining, but it's one that's just complete BS, and and then eventually, um, yeah, he 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 finishes it, he finishes the game, and he, and it's like, and it, it does the line that's like, I'm free or something like that, yeah. And there's one other thing, and I'm I'm kind of blanking on that. I don't I don't have my computer or my phone in front of me doing it. So what's the line? What's the uh, the, the the one line I like is one that apparently was said to him a lot in the game, and I think it is a line in the game. You've met with a terrible fate. Oh yes, that actually no, that actually came from the creepypasta, but it's become a meme. Okay, so that yeah, that, that's, I, it's been a while since I played Majora's mm. Mask, so. Um, I thought that the because the mask the mask salesman pops up apparently yes, a lot. Yes, he's, in, this story he's too. in it a lot, and he in and of he's like the statue is very creepy. Uh, he has always has this weird smile on his face, mm-hmm. and then he's definitely it's very sinister. And there's a few times like there's a point in the game where he like picks Young Link up, and he's just, just shaking him, and it's yes. it's kind of terrifying. That's that's in the real game. Yes, that's, that's not, that's not, that's not part of the creepypasta. It's part of the actual game. Well, um, another thing I see here is that he made it to the fourth day, which... You can't do. You can't and do. And that's kind of the whole, like, it, it's breaking the boundary of going beyond the three-day yeah. cycle. So, um, and it's instead of saying whatever days remain, it's just line, 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 line. <laughs> um, yeah, this is another one. It's not as long as the Godzilla one, but it's actually a pretty it's, long... Uh, it's a pretty long creepypasta. It is, and it's something to where, like, it points out that that, that the one, um, the, the Link statue seems to follow you, like the Weeping Angels in Doctor Who. Before, I remember the first time I saw that, or I, I was reading about that, I was like, that sounds like the Weeping Angels, and then, like, it gets to the line where he's like, it's like the Weeping Angels, the closest thing like, is the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who, I'm like, oh, well, there we go. So, as a side note to kind of an urban legend or shout-out thing, I cannot remember what mission it is, I don't know where it is. In exactly off the top of my head, but I know that there are statues in the Witcher 3 game That's that right. if you do not look directly, like if your camera's not on, they will move around. 
in, a, in a, within a certain area they yeah. will. So I remember that because I didn't know the Weeping Angels was going to come up again. So when we said it, I was like, oh, I feel like I need to mention this just because. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and so then they actually did do a ROM hack. Like they, the yeah. person who wrote this did a ROM hack of. Uh, Majora's Mask, where they kind of did the stuff, and what those are actually no, even though I, they're completely BS, they're pretty creepy. Like if I if this was real, it would kind of scare me. Like it shows Link, and he's kind of bent at the waist. Oh yeah, and his and his eyes are kind of like in in a sort of half closed position, and then he'll like start flopping around. Um, it's kind of creepy. I mean, it's kind of creepy. Um, but knowing that it's just a, I mean, it's very easy to know it's, it's a ROM hack, but, uh, and then of course the, their heavy use of that really creepy, uh, fake link statue. That's, it is a very creepy face. It's like, you've got to be kidding me, Nintendo. Come on. Um, <laughs> Legend of, the, the Majora's Mask game is a very creepy game. On it its is own. a very creepy. So for the um, age range, it was originally put at. Sure. Um, so it, it, it having this even creepier sort of, possessed cartridge yeah this because i mean I'm, I'm i'm glancing over this and it, it's i i never knew about the clever bot stuff until i was flipping through this right because we that, that's like it. a whole second part to it it's yeah. like it's not like mixed in it's sort of like initially from the original person's view but then it's almost like his roommate takes over and is having is posting his conversations with clever bot yeah and then it's got the line 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 stuff oh yeah i'm, I'm right at that point in the thing um there's i completely lost my train of thought for a second um oh another fun fact with cryptozoology in Maduro's mask um are you you're familiar with the one uh, mission where you go to the farm yeah and with the ufo do you know what those aliens are based off of i feel like i've read this before but i'm it's been a while so refresh my memory the flatwoods monster that's right. Yep, they're based That's off the Flatwoods right. monster. So, for any longtime listeners, you know that I have gone to Flatwoods twice now, and it is in good old West Virginia, and it's a fun story. Go look it up. Anyways, I just want to point that out because apparently Japanese culture is like really obsessed with that. Um, that's right, because I remember I remember that as soon as you said that, I remember reading about mm-hmm. it and saying like in, in like the trivia section talking about that, and I and I was like, what is that? And I clicked on, I was like, oh wow, that's that's right over the mountain. Yep. A little bit further, but well, I mean a little bit. But yeah, you go over, you at least in the states. So. But <laughs> so, I guess you want to do believability scale on this one. Yeah, I, um, I honestly, okay, I still think I still I'm like the Godzilla one. I think it's a zero. I think it's a BS. But the supporting videos of the ROM hack, I think I don't know. I don't want to say it makes it more believable, but I definitely adds a creepiness to it that. Is unnerving at the very least. So, believability zero, flavor of the, I guess, flavor of the story with the additional, I guess, flair. Yeah. Put it at a seven? Yeah. I'm I'm going to say a seven. Sounds about right. With with, with the, let's support this with these whacked out videos and everything. Yeah. They did a good job. And, I mean, it is, they definitely, they put a lot of thought into it, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't believe this for a second. But you know, it, it's interesting though. Like, I was thinking about Ocarina of Time, how there are all these different versions. So with a game like that, uh, this was a pre 
you know, you couldn't really easily hook your N64 up to a computer. You couldn't just easily dump games to systems. And, and so, like, nowadays, if there's a game that gets updated, it's just it's connected to the system or the Internet. It's updated. There you go. Old data's out. But, I mean, you think about, like, Ocarina of Time, where, like, they took Ganondorf's Red... Or Ganon's Red Blood out and made it green. Or they took... Uh, they took the... There was the Fire Temple that had the... Um, chant the islam chant in it oh yeah, prayer yeah. and they took that out so it, so it's one of those things where it did exist in a time where and i th- if i'm not mistaken i think the story was originally published during the time when that was still like the primary maybe pre gamecube days um when it still could have seemed a little more plausible when is this some weird version of the cartridge he got is this some sort a, of a like, defect yeah exactly so because, um, I mean, nowadays, if it's not like when they update a, a game, it's not like, oh, now the brand new one without blood or whatever, you know. It's, <laughs> it, back then, they would very quietly release these new versions, so it sort of, like, makes you think, so what's uh, what, what do we got on the shelves right there? So I think at the time, it would have been a little more, like, if it was now, if it was like this was a Breath of the Wild thing, it would be like, okay, well, it's already been data mined a billion times, like, we know what's in there. But, like, at the time, it would have been like, hmm. What's so, going on? So I did pull up a video of um, of like the statue, the creepy mass salesman, mm. happy mass salesman, um, Link, and then he does of course the song healing and burst into flames and the screen flashes and everything. Like it's it's genuine. Like if I was playing this as a kid, oh, like sure. when I played this, like oh. like the age I played this, like Majora's Mask. I'm not gonna say I was like scared of it as a kid, but it was definitely one of those things where it was a little. It's on the it's on the creepy side for absolutely like, for like the age range. So if you had something even doing like vaguely anything, like I mean, imagine that you're playing like a song in the game, and all of a sudden you burst into flames, and then the screen starts flashing, and it has the you met with the terrible fate, haven't you? And then you're just kind of flying. You see the you videos know what? of like Link flopping around. That would freak me out. I think I'm gonna say that next time we play Smash, and I and someone gets defeated. I think I'm just gonna say you met with the terrible fate, haven't you? <laughs> so um. Yeah, like I said, the flavor of this one, through the roof. Believability? Yeah, zero. Mm, zero. Just because just, just it's it's kind of the perfect like combination of, oh, well, you got a few people involved. There's, there's elements of this you can't confirm. There's a lot of different stuff with it. So, I'm going to say, moving on? Moving on. Moving on. All right, for my final one before we get to the big final one. I decided to go with a, with a, with an interesting one. To stay on brand with my love of cryptos and paranormal and stuff, I did not intentionally do this, but yet creepypastas kind of exist in that realm. <laughs> did a crypto, Bigfoot, did a, I guess, ghost hero, Brian, I guess Ooh, would be ghost. Yeah. Um, ghost there, I mean, ghost, ghostberg. Ooh, it's a spooky creepypasta. I yeah, say creepypasta. Coming, <laughs> com, coming for your goobs, Genie. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, no copyright infringement intended. <laughs> yeah, we got Ghostberg. What do you got? <laughs> um, totally different. Um, but for the final one, I did the number stations from Fallout 3. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you something real quick. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know your familiarity with uh, the paranormal and the strange and all that, Eric. Uh, I know we've discussed some stuff. But sure. Are you familiar with number stations I in the real world? I am very familiar with them. I find them incredibly fascinating. And you know what? I don't think until this moment we've ever talked about that. But I freaking, I think they're fascinating. So, 
for you at home, I'm going to talk about the real world. And I'm going to very much just really, like, scratch. The, I mean, like, when I say scratch the surface, if I put this kind of... Wow, this is, this is aging me with this statement. <laughs> if I put this scratch on a CD, it would not skip. Nope. Like, that is how much it's I'm scratching deep. the surface. Um, check out, of course, uh, Blurry Photos, uh, Secret Transmission. Plenty of other shows have done full discussions on this. Maybe we'll do them one day, but it's it's kind of a... Eh, I guess it's an old real house enough. Anyways, during the Cold War, mostly during the Cold War, kind of pre-World War II, there was... Um, well, there still is short radio transmissions there's amateur people who are into radio and stuff and you know you can tune in and and talk to somebody over in australia from the u.s which is short band radio stuff well some signals would have like music playing or weird stuff on it but then every now and then some either human voice or some like electronic voice would pop on and just read off numbers for an example, this is called the Lincolnshire Poacher. And I need to unmute. And this would be playing nonstop on this radio signal. And then randomly, this they would just read off numbers, different stuff. Just it could be anything. There's tons of different ones of these. That's just an example. Different languages. Yes, there. Um, there's also a Yosemite Sam one where it's. Um, <laughs> I've never heard the Yosemite Sam one. All right, you've all right. I, I so, gotta hear this. Okay. Um, I I had it pulled up, and I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna use that one. I don't think it's gonna work for this discussion. So, I did not uh, pull it up. But you know what? Here we go. And that's going on constantly, but then it would get stopped, and then it would be random numbers and stuff with that. That's the that's amazing. I've never heard that. Yeah, but the creepiest one. I, okay, so there is something, and maybe you've talked about this uh, if, on your discussions before. It's called the Conant Project, uh, and someone started collecting these, and they actually put out like this multi-CD or multi-album collection of these things, and you can download it for free, at least you could, back when I was in college, way back when. Um, but they, they they had this huge collection of them, and I remember I would download them and listen to them, and there was one in particular, one night, I just happened to, like, I had it in my, uh, my sound player, I think this was, like, pri- prior to iTunes coming out, and it was, like, mixed in, and I had it on shuffle, and it came to this one, and oh my gosh, it was like the music was just like this, like, tone. And oh, like, they're always creepy as crap. And then it would just, and it wasn't in English, but the numbers were being read. And there was something they were saying before, and it was like, and they were just saying, like, the these, they started saying these numbers, and then it would repeat this tone. And this was like two in the morning, and I was like half asleep, scared the hell out of me. I was like, oh my God, I could not sleep after that. It was, it was not a good thing to listen to right before I thought I was going to go to bed. So. I, I just looked it up, and that and, and it's a five disc. They did a fifteenth anniversary back in two thousand thirteen. So yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I was in college then. Well, so sometime around that, yeah, yeah, sometime around then is when it originally came out and everything. And they got like the list of like tons of different ones and everything. But yeah, they 
it's one of those things I'm not into short radio, but I would love to. I, and it, the thing and problem is a lot of this stuff isn't number stations aren't used as much now because there's the internet, there's burner phones, there's tons of different stuff that that because what this to to get to the bottom of what this is, no one knows what they were really used for. The theory is spy networks, communication stuff like that, like kind of a backdoor way to because that's the thing. They're numbers. They make no sense to anyone listening to them except for a few who could figure it out. Is it something you could figure out? Probably not. No, it's not Morse code. It's not something like that. But it, it, they're Shrink very interesting. your Ovaltine. They're very interesting to, to look into. So that's something, of course, in the real world. Now to jump back to the gaming <laughs> world, there is a myth that in Fallout 3, if you go to the Galaxy... Um, the Galaxy News Radio, and you ki- and you take the evil path, and you kill three dog, and then you do several other different things. You have to do all these different little things. You'll hear on that radio station. It will eventually become a number station. It gets even more weirder than that. The number station will have Morse code messages go over it, and here's what they have translated to. Oh gosh! Now. Mind you, we're talking spies and kind of secret messages. The first one is, wash the car today, maybe Chinese for dinner. My, reminding people that in Fallout, the huge adversary that attacked, like, like the two major powers in those games were the U.S. and China. And that's the war that caused Fallout. So that's interesting because... The Morse code is, of course, alluding to some spy network or something going on with... I'm sure it's like the, the, the wash the car today is some code for this. And then right. maybe Chinese for dinner is some code for this. Um, another, Actually, um, another kind of quick little side note. Um, Stranger Things sort of had that element to it with, yep. with their stuff recently um, in the newest season of that. and Yeah, so that, that, that kind of had elements of the coded stuff and everything. Another one, mind you, this is in allegedly in the game. Have you watched my YouTube video yet? I uploaded myself kicking bums in the nuts. <laughs> that is allegedly another Morse oh code that, that will come over there. But it's not just Morse code messages. It's also numbers and stuff. And a lot of people have thought they figured out the number pad to it. And allegedly, these have predicted some stuff with alarming accuracy. Now, this first one, of course, was not accurate, but it said, the queen has died today, and the world mourns as on days like this, we are all Brits. And then it gives a date of March 19, 2014. Of course, that didn't happen. Right, I was going to say, what's the date going to be? Of course, that didn't happen. (laughs) Happen. But go on. What you talking about? You'll be missed. And an incident in the Gulf oil spill started off in the number group discovered later. This is, of course, possibly referring to Gary Coleman in the BP oil spill. There's also one, I'm trying to find it right now, there's also one that predicts Britney Spears will win an Oscar. (laughs) 
And that one's supposed to be in like 2023 or something. Well, we got a few years, so yeah. Uh... So so that's so that's the alleged ones from that is that these, this number station will come on and that people have kind of deciphered these different messages sure. out of it and everything. So, of course, you, you, want, you want me to rip the Band-Aid off now? Let's do it. None of this stuff is proven to exist in the game. Oh, oh. I thought it was going to be so cute. But it's something to where... Because it says in the game that, that there's so much like... um. You have to do this, then you have to do this, and you have to do that. Like it, it's it gives like a list of what you have to do, and right. it's like, it's it's like an annoyingly you have to get it exactly right. But I find it interesting that this kind of evolved so much out of it that before I did the research on this, I thought this was like really in the game, like the it predicting stuff. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. They probably did that afterwards, but I thought this was a legitimate thing in the game until I started doing research for this very episode to find out. Oh. It's not. So I <laughs> guess on my believability factor, I'd have to rate this like a not eight or nine. Because of the fact that I believed it was real <laughs> until I did the research. Sure. No, it, it sounds very believable. And it sounds, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, they, these games are densely packed with just so much stuff. And especially in that universe they've created for Fallout. Um, I could very easily see them including something like that as an Easter egg and it being one of those things where maybe it's not intended to be, even if it's there and not intended to be Morse code, people would totally be like, hey, I think that sounds like Morse code. I wonder what that, that blipping noise is. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, it says that Britney Spears is going to win an Oscar in 2023. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's very believable that someone could have found something. Now, whether it was intended to be these messages or they're they're taking these random occurrences and turning it into morse code that's another thing but i mean i think you're right i think it's a very believable uh kind of thing i'd put it i put it about a seven or eight on my, on my i say it's it's one of those things that i was just reading stuff and i'm like and then finally has the little thing to where it's like this is just the creepypasta and i'm like Oh, <laughs> like I thought it was something to where like the number station was real. The creepypasta was what it said. Right. And it's like, no, it's, it's, it's all nothing. Yeah. So poo poo on that. <laughs> Poop. So are we ready for our final? Uh, yeah, but first let me do my third one. <laughs> Keep thinking I went, I went second for some reason. <sighs> I'm killing you, man. I'm killing you. Yep. Um, which is perfect. Oh, God dang it. Yes, you're third. Oh, man. And once again, staying on brand for you. Yes. So, uh, third one. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the, uh, the Lavender Town music uh, from Pokemon. Red and blue or green, depending on the... Well, actually, it's more appropriate to say uh, red or green. So, Pokemon was out in Japan over two years before it hit the rest of the world. So... For those not familiar in the in the first games, there is a town called Lavender Town, and it's got a very um, haunted aura about it. There is a tower there. Uh, oh, 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 gosh. Oh, oh, must kill Lincoln. <laughs> um, yes, this is the theme. This is the music that plays throughout the city. And Pokemon, our uh, trainers come here to bury their Pokemon when they've died, and uh, it's a very sad place. Um, well, you can find a lot of ghost Pokemon. You can find, in fact, there was only the the, the 
the the ghastly yeah, line yeah. in Gen One. It was the only place you could get them, I think, if, unless there was a haunter somewhere else. I can't remember. Anyway, so that that plays a big role in in the lore of Pokemon. And I guess I should have warned people before I started playing that Ooh. that it would drive them. In. So there. Sorry, can continue. So yes. there is rumor that in the first couple, like in the first run of the game, that there are certain cartridges where the music has this underlying tone and Game Boy music is has a very tony sound to it just kind of the 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 chiptune nature of the of the Game Boy uh that only pe- very young people could hear because as you get older you lo- lose certain frequencies so they mm-hmm. said kind of maybe at most early teens could hear but mainly children uh and when people 10 heard 10 to 15 Okay, there we go. We got got an age range. Got an age range. 10 to 15. So when people started hearing uh, this music, they would start experiencing things. They would have migraines. They would have bloody noses. Then they would start having insomnia. And then they would want to kill themselves. And there's also another part about like these sort of like haunted. Now, there's, there's kind of two parts to this. There's the music part. There's also, so Pokemon Tower within Lavender Town is where you, you catch uh, Ghastly's and uh, there were also, there was sort of a whole, okay, spoilers for a 20 plus year old game. Uh, you conf- No, don't do it. No. So you confront the ghost of Cubone's mother, uh, Marowak, uh, and there is a sort of, there's, before you fight, you get the self-scope, there's just this, there's this generic ghost and actually, it's for all the ghosts. It's a generic ghost shape. So there's also this rumor that you would find these haunted sort of ghost Pokemon, where it was like this ghost icon, but kind of like amped up to 11. Um, then there was one that was a hand, and then another one that was like a rising from the dead, oh, rising yeah, from the grave yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and then there were like certain places you had in certain sequences of, of events that you had to do to encounter these these creepy sort of looking Pokemon Um so this is the two parts to it. Now, the the second part, I put that as a believability of zero. Like they look very like they're not with Pokemon. They're not in tune with Pokemon. Yeah. And I understand putting creepy things in games, whatever. It just doesn't fit. I whatever. In fact, I think the ghost one specifically. They said there was like. It alleges there was like 43 frames of animation. I'm like, nothing in that game had over like two frames of animation. <laughs> so, no, they're not going to do it for this one thing. Um, but the music one, I feel like, has a little more believability. And so it kind of goes back. So a couple things. First off, it goes back to what I was talking about during Ben Drown, where back in the day, before you could connect games to the internet without using some crazy thing or, you know, like Satellaview or whatever, you you regularly you regularly didn't connect games, especially console games, to the internet, and they would sometimes have glitches, and they would just very quietly ship new versions that had these things fixed, and that's what they kind of claim happened with, with this. Um, and this was also happening at the time when the Electric Soldier Porygon incident happened mm-hmm. in Japan, which is an actually very well-documented uh, thing. Real where, thing! <laughs> where the, an episode of the anime with Porygon in it uh, there was some flashing effects, and hundreds of children started having seizures, and they got sent to, and they, across the country, went to the hospital, no one died or anything like that, but it was a thing, I remember it making 
news oh, over yeah. here. And I the only reason I knew what Pokemon was is because Nintendo Power had been talking like, there's this great new RPG and it's coming west soon. And I remember seeing going, wait, that's that game that's coming out from Nintendo or whatever. So I never knew it was Pokemon until like years later. Yeah, no, it was it was I remember them I remember seeing it and I remember seeing Pikachu and going, That's that thing from that one game I saw on Nintendo Power. But so interesting I, thing. Yeah. So Oigon was not allowed to be in any more of the episodes. It's true, even though the flashing was, was caused by, by Pikachu. Pikachu. Yep. Yes, yes. That's always the yeah. weirdest thing. It's like, well, we could get rid of this one little weird polygonal uh, duck thing, or we could get rid of our series mascot. Everybody needed to get rid of that thing. It was all its fault. Although, apparently, I think I read somewhere in like the most recent season, Porygon did make an appearance again. I think, and they were like making a big deal, like the first time in like twenty five years years, or whatever. Um, But anyway, yes. So there was um, there was this incident that actually happened, and so this also happened at a time when the internet was sort of in its infancy as well. Like even not not even counting online gaming, like people with internet in their homes in general. Basically, everyone was on dial up. It was the it was a time of Angel Fire websites. There was no YouTube. There was no Google. And so I think that... A happier time, some might say. Right. Uh, it, was a, it was a simpler time, a quainter <laughs> time. But I think, you know, using that... And, I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, if this actually had happened, um, it'd be easy enough to throw away or confiscate or, you know, have people... It was only in, J- in Japan, so it's like, did they throw these cartridges away? Did they, do they still have them? Are they hidden out there? Did they get sold, traded, and they're out there in the wild? So I think due to real world events plus sort of this whole like maybe there were some cartridges released i think there is somewhat of a believability factor to it i don't think it actually happened there um i mean i i i kind of did a little googling and i could not find any instances other than the creepypastas where like it's saying that this happened yeah also in true creepypasta form um this other side i clicked on has the age range from 7 to 12 oh so we got um, conflicting stories so yes in true creepypasta fashion can't nail down the story according to this also 200 kids were supposedly committed suicide good or and many more developed the illness i feel like we would have we would have heard something about this uh so but i think i think at the time i think now it's easy to debunk but i think 20 years ago hearing this would have been a little more like, oh wow, ooh maybe the cartoon mm. caused this. Look, the cartoon caused this. By the way, did you hear that the game is causing this? Yeah. It's something where it's harder to confirm, and you can also get mixed yeah. signals, and mixed messages, because someone would just see Pokemon and assume, oh, this is talking about the game that everyone got this sickness from, sure. not the show that caused this. So I still, I don't think it's. I mean, I would put nowadays the believability at like a one or a two like maybe something isolated happened probably not but eh. but back in the day i would have heard this and probably thought hmm this is weird so i think back in the day i might have put this a little bit higher maybe like a, a five or a six sounds are very weird things they can have different effects on people um it is true that yes there are certain frequencies that as you get older you do not you're not able yep. to hear vice versa um, as you are older, you can hear frequencies you could not hear it when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to also put this at a very low number because I feel like this would have been a thing. Yeah. 
like a huge thing. But as for the believability at the time, I do agree. Much, much, a much higher thing because sure. um, now if it here's the thing, if it was a different like town with different music, I feel it would have been more believable in that sense. It yeah. would have been something. But since it's the creepy ghost town. It kind of play. It's it's it's, it's too like, much on brand. How fitting, yeah, <laughs> right? It's, it's too much on. Yeah, brand. if it'd been like Cerulean City, where it's like da 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 Yeah, that would have been like weird. Yeah, weirder. I I will this happy go lucky town that uh, tune that's like yeah, killing killing yourself. Bloody so, nose is migraines. So now we're gonna move on to the final one. The I guess quintessential urban legend slash king. Yes, the king of the video game realm, Polybius. Not Polybius, as I heard it was pronounced on several videos I watched. Yeah, I I saw all sorts of uh, ones. The majority get it right with Polybius, but I've seen a bunch of pronunciations. I I just want to just want to put that out there as it is Polybius, not Polybius. Even though it's fictional, so who knows? But so, do you want to start this one off, or do you want me to? Uh, you know what? I'm going to let you do the honors. All right. So, in the early 2000s, an urban legend emerged of a creepy government-covered-up, conspiracy-ridden story from the year from the grand old year of 1981, specifically 1981 Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Arcade, okay, I guess, do we have to explain what an arcade is real quick? Nah, I, I think people know. I, I if you kind want of, to, you can. But. I'm going to vaguely explain it only because I feel that, does does our local mall still have an arcade? I believe it does. I actually hadn't been there in a while, but I think I, it I haven't still either. does. I haven't either. But barcades are, are a big enough thing. They, they are. Here, um, Dave and Buster's. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Just imagine, but, but more so on the electronic, like video game side, as opposed to like air hockey with kids yeah. staring you down. Yeah, exactly. So, back in the day, there was arcade cabinets. You put a quarter in, sometimes two, sometimes a dollar, and you got to play a game: Mortal Kombat, uh, Primal Rage, stuff like that. Well, because arcade things were a big thing before home consoles were big. Er, so well made a comeback i guess i don't I, the early gaming history to me is this confusing <laughs> thing that i don't like talking about it's all over the place but allegedly during 1981 in portland oregon this gaming cabinet appeared this Pol- polybius i almost said it wrong on purpose uh, i was, gonna, I was getting ready there. to say wait a second and it appeared and it um had a few strange things with it people would like play it obsessively and also get sick and like complain of different, you know, illnesses and stuff. And then men in black would come and, you know, take stuff out of the system or put stuff into the cabinet. And, you Will know, Smith kind of, was popping in and being <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's kind of where this originated from. And it, it was only in this one area. But there's no record of it. There's no no, like like no one can ever like yes you can find cabinets now but of course mock-ups and stuff yeah. like that there were games later named polybius but it wasn't like this one it wasn't the yes. polybius yes and um i guess it's important because this was a rom image game i'm i'm not like i said once again my video game knowledge comes in several 
I guess a decade later to mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's I, I guess important to an extent. Um, I just there's there, there's a lot of pieces of this story that I'm um, oh by 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 the way um, insomnia, night terrors, and hallucinations were also something that this caused. And after about a month or so, disappeared, no trace, no one, nothing, gone, gone from the world. Um, my thing with this story, if I may begin, please. Um, I I find as a cultural significance of it is this weird story that like because. I'm going off of stuff I've listened to and stuff I've read. Cabinet arcades, it was like the big thing to where like you you get a you know these arcades get a new game, and it would be there for like a month, and they might be gone or they might get a new one. So that's the thing. It was like there was this rotating door of like trying to get the best arcade. You know what's going to get those kids quarters, right? And everything. So I mean, the rotation of this coming in possibly in this area and causing stuff. The Men in Black thing is like a weird addition because I don't think of this as Men in Black as in like, you know, the Will Smith air, alien hunting, you know, right. connected with those. It's just some government. Yes, I know the Men in Black are possibly government agency, but I, that's, that's something for neither here nor there. <laughs> um, Men in Black and this, I just guess, were just somebody from like CIA, FBI coming in and getting getting dad on, I guess, the people who played. I, I that, that That's the thing. It's like... What part of this, like, I don't know, it's just, what was this trying to accomplish? Like, like I, I can never find anything that, like, what it was trying to accomplish by doing this. Right, and, well, Polybius is probably, even if people don't know what creepypastas are, it's been something that's part of pop culture, actually, since, I mean, episodes of The Simpsons back in the 90s had references to it. I love that and, one. And, um... Actually, so if you're uh, Ernest Klein, who wrote Ready Player One, his his follow up book was Armada, and actually it centers around Polybius as being like this training tool um, to get la, ready for this uh, potential alien invasion. A la Last Starfighter. It ba- it's basically a worse version of Last Starfighter. Like it was not like I love Ready Player One. I did not like Armada. Oh, uh, ironically, <laughs> um, ironically, it's talking about the Last Starfighter thing right here in the article yeah. on that. So. Funny enough. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it's it's definitely one of those things that's uh, it's pervasive enough that, like I said, even if you don't know what creepy pastas are, people you could mention Polybius. Uh, a lot of YouTubers, like you were mentioning earlier, a lot of YouTubers have done videos on it, and they usually do about Halloween time. Mm-hmm. We'll do videos. Angry Video Game Nerd did one uh, a few years ago, which is actually pretty funny. Um, lots of different channels have done videos. The, the thing about Polybius is, I it, it came out in 1981, there were no smartphones. There yeah. were no, there was no internet. So yeah. it's not like, I mean, nowadays gaming is not just like, oh, it's a hobby. Like, gaming is a huge, billions and billions of dollars industry. And, I mean, it's, it's part of the mainstream now. But back then, it was this more niche thing. And, I mean, they don't even know. There is actually no record of when the first... NES was sold in North America. Like, they know it was around whatever the release window was. They knew it was somewhere in New York at one of the stores, but they have no record of it. So, if you're not going to have record of one of the best-selling consoles of all time being sold in the U.S., you know, some of these, you know, five or so years earlier, you're not going to have a lot of records of these things. And, I mean, at the time, I think it very well, there could be things that slipped in and out. Um, I actually saw there was a um, 
there was a game, and I'm it, the game is slipping at, slipping me, but there was a game where they had rumors of it releasing. It was like it was a game that had come out in Japan. They have records of that, but they had no record other than a few receipts that it had maybe come to the U.S. And these guys went into like a warehouse and they found like these old arcade parts. And they actually found the ROM of the English release of this game that, like, never fully got released, but they had this one chipset or whatever. So, I think there's a little, but I think it's a pretty good believability behind it. You want me to help that believability, possibly? Yes. All right. Um, there is... There is a report of two players falling ill in Portland on the same day in 1981. The first one collapsed with migraines after playing Tempest. Hmm. Then another one suffered a stomach pain after playing Asteroids. I'm going to continue so that this will actually disprove... This whole thing, real quick. Okay. For forty-eight, for twenty-eight hours. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, in, in a, in a attempt to break a world record. Now these both happened at the same arcade, though. Yeah. So, no offense, and and I'm stealing this from something I will give credit to in a second. Um, if you play anything for 28 hours straight, you're probably gonna have some issue somewhere along well, the line. There are records of people who straight up have died from doing like marathon gaming sessions like yeah. that. It, it's it's all fun and games, people, but take a break. Come on, Get, you know, we, break. people used to mock on the Wii when they would be like. Stop playing and go outside or stretch for a bit. It's like, you should probably do that. Yeah, you Get up, stretch probably, your legs. You know what? If, if you're calculating and your gaming time for the day is double digits and it's been you sitting there and it got to double digits, maybe take an hour. Deep vein thrombosis is real, people. They warn about it on planes, but you can do it when you're flying jets through outer space. <laughs> Just saying. Um, <laughs> as for my thing on this... As I said earlier, I don't know what it was accomplishing. Like, if it was some, like, MK Ultra like, mind control I've thing. I've actually heard a lot of MK Ultra stuff come up with Polybius in but conjunction with it. I feel the MK Ultra stuff, like, it's one of those things, it comes up so often in paranormal stuff that I'm like, ugh. Like, it's one of those things to where, like, it, it's either going to be secret government conspiracy, and then once that's said, it's like, and here comes MK Ultra. Like I, I just don't know what it would accomplish, but at the same time, it is it was such a wild west of you know. You know who's to say some arcade, some guy sitting there, and all, someone comes in, it's like, hey, you mind if I put this you know arcade cabinet in here? It's this new game, Astro, whatever, just put in the back, or whatever, man, don't care. Yeah, or hey, it's the cool new thing, and it's like, oh well, heck yeah, I want to have the cool new thing, so let's I, put it in. I'm going to give this probably a five on believability, but if you want my real world thing, probably a one. Like, 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 like the story all has pieces that fit. It's just, it doesn't nail the landing in my opinion. Plus, I mean, by this point, I mean, it took so long for it to start coming out and stuff. Like, you sure. think this would be talked about a little bit more Especially since, you know, this was pre-internet, but word of mouth got around still yeah. and everything. I, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to put my believability a little bit higher. I'm going to go with like 
a seven because I do think that there possibly could have been a game in some nondescript cabinet because they had nondescript plenty of nondescript cabinets back then that uh, they came out and but now do I think it's actually a government thing? Probably not. I think it's a combination of it was probably some game people didn't know what it was because it was probably in some blank one of those wood grain cabinets that you mm-hmm. see a lot of that are kind of that have no name or they have like it just like just, just on the name up top just and that probably you know at the time I've, I've people back then would mispronounce things they would be like oh i think it was maybe this game but then they end up saying something else um i do think do i think it's an actual do i think there was something maybe there that people mistook for it and then they combined it with these people falling ill at the same arcade yeah that's how urban legends start that being said do i think it was actually that no i think i probably was not an actual game called polybius that was there uh back then but i do believe that a combination of instances and a lack of um keeping track of records and stuff like that could could very well have led to something like that sorry i'm just looking so apparently um according to this th- i'm trying to see if i can get a better image of it according to this um Stranger Things apparently had a Polybius thing in the background. Interesting. But I can't find it. I did find the Simpsons one. Um, yep. Polybius, uh, property of the U.S. government. Yeah. And Bart's playing Triangle Wars. And let me see here. There was one other mention of one. Wreck-It Ralph. I'll be god dang, it is in Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like way off to the side. Um, No, it's, 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 it's a very niche pop culture thing and everything. It's something to where a lot of video game nerds know about and everything. Um, So, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's a fun one. It's, it's something to where I don't think we're ever going to really find out if it was real or not. It's, I think, continue to be an urban legend that... We turn around and just happen to turn the TV on right after we get done recording, and it's like, breaking news, Polybius real. Uh, yeah, and this is coming out in a few days, so perfect timing to turn around. Also, so who knows what's going to come out in the next few days, but as of right now, not real. Also, there's a rumor that the Star Wars, um, there's a new Star Wars trailer coming out for, of course, uh, Rise of Skywalker, so that's why that discussion was not on here whatsoever, because one, it's Zingtober, and two, we're recording these early now, so um, less, less hassle on me, but... um. To finish this out, we're talking about arcade cabinets. Favorite arcade cabinet? I like... And and where did you play it at? Okay. So, I've got... Because there's a correct answer. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I've got two answers. Okay. okay. All right. My favorite one was the uh, the original Ninja Turtles arcade cabinet, which came uh... out on NES's Turtles 2, the arcade game. And I remember playing that at the arcade in the Stanton Mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was right near the movie theater, so we'd get our tickets early, and if I was with friends, we would go there and we would play uh, and beat up uh, Mousers and Foot Clan members. But my favorite one, because of the location and memories associated associated with it, it was the uh, the X Men mm-hmm. arcade cabinet, um, because that was at my local Pizza Hut. That is the and, correct answer, and I have memories of summer break, nineteen ninety three. Summer vacation. It wasn't a break. It was vacation back then, and it lasted a million years. And summer of 93 is like one of my favorite summers. I just have strong associations with it. But we would go to the pool, the city pool, 
My mom would take us there in the morning. We'd go be like my sister and I, and then we'd each get to bring a friend maybe once every couple weeks or whatever. We'd go there. We'd go like there, and we'd come back, and we'd go to the Pizza Hut buffet. Then we would sit there, and in between slices of pizza, we would go, and we would play X-Men, and it was glorious. And you'd always had four people because everyone wanted to play because everyone was there from the pool and everyone was smelled of chlorine and greasy, delicious pizza. And we would sit there and I always wanted to be uh, Cyclops. Nice. How about nice. you? Um, I said the correct answer is Pizza Hut mm-hmm. for anyone. Yep. It's always Pizza Hut. And um, there was a golden time, if I remember correctly, they had, um, it wasn't Galaga, it was, the, it was the one where you were a chopper. Oh, um... I can't remember what it was, but I know it was a chopper. They had that one. They had Primal Rage, which that's that's mine. And then they also had Golden Axe. Nice. There. I remember. I remember our pizza having Golden Axe for a while. Yeah, they, they had Primal that. Rage. And that was one of them that I just I was like, it's dinosaurs fighting. Was awesome. the chopper one the one that was made by? Uh, um, oh shoot, the ones who make Metal Slug. Um, because I feel I'll like Metal Slug was there at one point, and I feel like it was one of those cabinets that had like two games, and it was like Metal Slug or whatever that game was. Because, but I can see it because it was it was it was uh, Vertical Scroller, right? That yeah. one. Actually, the game I think might have just been Chopper. Yeah, it was just Chopper. Okay. <laughs> who's it by? Um, where is who's it by? SNK. Then it was. It was the same one. It was. It wasn't the dual arcade cabinet here with. Uh, with Metal Slug, there we go. Yep. Yeah, I was like, it's like I can't remember what it was. I remember it was a, it was the chopper flying. Um, I will point this out. My dad's favorite one, where we went on vacation to the beach, was um, Area Fifty One. Area Fifty One's a good one. He um, he played that like, to the point that I saw him get farther in that game than I've ever seen anyone get. It was ridiculous. That 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 one is one that um. I was actually um, for the D and D game with some people we we, we mutually know. Um, we actually watched someone play through that, and I'm like, like I've never seen this all before. And I'm like, I have. And they're like, you didn't get that far. And I'm like, no. My dad just put about ten dollars into the machine and got that far. Because <laughs> that, that 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 was the thing about Area Fifty One. You just you just could keep putting money in, and you get further in the game. Yep. Like that that, that was seriously just like a. You don't have to be good at that game to get far in it. Sure. You just have to have the money. So, um, what were your favorite arcade cabinets, dear listener? And and what are some of your favorite gaming creepypastas? Did we talk about them today? Are there ones that we didn't mention that you like? Um, Give us hit hit us with some. Hit us with some ones yeah, that we yeah, think yeah. might be believable. And, and then, and then, <laughs> and then, and then hit us with you. um with, with some of the arcade cabinets and where you played them. Because of course, the correct answer is Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Yes, of course. And by the way, um, we were talking about two different Pizza Huts. Um, actually, you know what? I should, we should go to Pizza Hut. I have. This is not the first just, time. Just to see if there's This is not the first time in the past week I've had a conversation with someone about, I need to go to Pizza Hut. Because it's been years since I had Pizza Hut. And I don't care what people say. It's my favorite of the pizza chains. I like it better than Domino's, Papa John's. And I'm craving some grease. And I will bring some quarters in case they have arcade uh, games. I, I, I say that, that sounds like a good idea. Um... We will have a discussion one day about food and fa- and you know best chain restaurants stuff yeah. like that. That that will happen one day. We will get into that. But for the time being, um, the correct answer to best pizza on a um, national, you know, somewhere you can, something that's not a local chain or anything. Uh, I'm gonna say this might be controversial. Uh, Costco. 
You know, everyone talks about how good their pizza is, and I've never had it before. We need to go there sometime. Well, and get your coats. Well, All right. not right now, because it's, uh, it's dark they, out. They so. are closed, but are closed. We, will, we, will, we will discuss this off air. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone. Um, Eric, where can people find more from you if they want to hear more stuff from you? You can find me at BacklogBerg on Instagram, or you can find me at EricBerg on Instagram as well, where that's not so much gaming related, but just kind of random things. So, uh, or, or on Twitter as well, which sometimes is very gaming related, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's about other things. So, uh, yeah, find me. Hunt me down. Uh, of course, you can find Zengness on all the social media platforms. Uh, definitely check out our um instagram i'm getting that insta game as the kids say as the youth say um up and up and going and um you can also of course if you want to go to patreon.com there's some extra stuff coming out on there my quest through monster quest has continued by the time you're listening to this there should be some episodes discussing that as well as my book discussions yes um well i guess audio book discussions um i have i have been on a kick of audible not sponsored i know that a lot of podcasts are sponsored but i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna just say that this one is not sponsored so i have read i have listened to a few books recently so there will be some discussion including how we related one of dracula so um yes i i actually finally listened to that and it was a um it was actually with a full cast so it was interesting but um how about the part i was the part with the super happy fun slide that was I'm, that was a Simpsons reference. I, I thought I was like I'm pretty sure I'm missing a Simpsons reference here. <laughs> uh, on that note, of course, uh, check out. On that note, yes, check out our last week's episode on um, Treehouse of Horror with yes. uh, the great Phil Rude. And yep. uh, stay tuned for more Zingtober as this as this month continues. We got two weeks left. So. <laughs> uh, Bye. Uh,